Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy, Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, in every episode, we've got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Elise Saunders with us today. She is a Canadian country music artist from Ontario who has written with numerous top songwriters, had a string of successful Canadian country radio singles, <laughs> and taken the stage at over 350 shows. Now with her new EP, Free, Elise is celebrating another shining moment in her prosperous musical career and we're excited to have her on to talk about yes. all that and more so welcome to the show welcome well thank you so much chris and sandy for having me <laughs> it's definitely our pleasure yes. um, you've done a lot and mm -hmm. and it's been tough this last 18 months to do anything so tell us about that tell us how COVID has affected you and what have you done the last 18 months to kind of maneuver through it yeah, I, I had to completely change everything that I was doing as an artist. Uh, before the pandemic, I was a touring artist, and that's where I was connecting with my fans, was playing as many stages as I could. So when it happened, I had to really change my whole course, and uh, I definitely spent a few weeks feeling sore for myself, just like all of the artists out there where it's like, how do we maneuver in this, this new world? And then uh, I thought, well, you know what, the best way is we have the platform to keep us connected and um, just putting out as much content as possible and um, crazy enough and unexpectedly I've had some amazing things come out of it and mm -hmm. I think that's just because um, people have wanted music maybe more than ever and, and you know we love that attitude about amazing mm. things come out of it because like for us we launched this show January of 2020 and we had no idea what was coming and then COVID happens and our original plan was maybe 100 interviews last year and then as I watched everything get shut down, I told Sandy, you know, we're being a brand new show. This could be our silver lining. Yes. Because people that normally would be too busy for a new show are probably not too busy for a new show. And exactly. because of that, we reached out to everybody and we ended up doing over 300 interviews last year and we're almost 500 now. That's impressive. I was checking them all out and I was like, yeah, you, you two have been keeping busy. And I yeah. love that you're... <laughs> Um, focusing on all types of um, artists and if, whether it's acting or um, behind the scenes people and, and or music part. and that's amazing that wasn't the plan yeah the roots of the show is country music, country music yes. but then last year what had happened was around august was our biggest month we did 44 mm -hmm. interviews and i would probably never do that again that was too much but, um, <laughs> yeah but and, we did it there. and then september a lot of people were starting to get gigs again and music mm -hmm. and i got so used to doing it. i was like okay how are we going to fill in these gaps and i yes. told sandy i was like you know i wonder if the acting world would take us in the way the music world yeah has. It would be open to being on and like the very show. first real acting guest that we had ended up being ed asner yeah and it, it just and because of who he is it led to other ones who came on led to other ones and and now it's a full-fledged entertainment show instead of just instead We're of just entertainment, country yeah. music so we, mm -hmm. we you know it's and we kind of owe COVID to that because we would have never expanded if it weren't for that that's true yeah things have been able to happen a lot more organically like you're saying which is so cool and uh, I love that these things are happening through word of mouth and these are just natural conversations and it opens up the the conversation that these are things that we're all going through no matter where we come from in this industry so it's it's pretty cool i like what you're doing and that's what i'd like to talk about at the very beginning of every show about covid mm -hmm. because everybody is 
you know, everybody's went through it different. And it's, it gives the audience a perspective of, okay, you know, they might find that one person, oh, that's exactly what I'm going through. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes exactly. And, and <clears throat> interestingly enough, too, the music that I was creating before the pandemic, it's now being released in a pandemic. And uh, it's wasn't planned, but it feels like the messages have been really perfect wow. for this time, which is, oh, yeah. which is really interesting. Wow. So, you know, a lot of people would, you know, ask, when did you know you wanted to be an artist? I'd like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could be a career for you? So I've always loved music. I, I always knew I wanted to be an entertainer of some sort. I love the acting world, by the way. So huge fan <laughs> of all, all the people you're bringing on. Um, but yeah, I always knew I wanted to be on stage in some way. And I love the arts and I've been songwriting since I was just really little. And then uh, it wasn't till I was at the end of high school when I met my very first mentor, Cyril uh -huh. Rawson, who spends a lot of time in uh, Nashville and hit songwriter. And he started getting into the producing world. And then uh, we started doing that and really finding my authentic voice and then recorded my very first album in Nashville. And I just saw that the whole scene, Learn the Ropes, was surrounding myself with all of the right people. Um, pretty quickly and it was at that moment that I was like okay this could be a career like I could actually do this and um, and at that point in my life I was you know getting to that stage where I had to figure out am I going to go you know to university to become a teacher or whatever and at that point I was like no I'm doing music this is what I'm doing you know that's like Carrie Underwood if you remember her story <clears throat> um, she pretty much give it, gave up on music and then American Idol came through and and I was her mother or yeah, it was her mother said that she should go. Mm -hmm. And cause she was going um, to what, journalism. To be journalism. Yeah. And she basically said, from what I understand, okay, this is last chance. If it don't happen here, I'm going full fledged career. And the rest, and again, the rest is again, what if that didn't happen? We wouldn't have Carrie Underwood. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like we have those moments in our lives where it feels like we kind of get directed in a bit of a path. And um, the moment that I knew I could do it was, well, we did the whole recording. I knew that I was starting a career in this, but it was all brand new to me. I didn't know my next steps or anything at that point. And uh, and then there was um, ACM artist Derek Rattan had came to town and he was looking for an opener uh, at my hometown at this music fest where there's like tens of thousands of people that show up. So uh, he said I could open for him. And at that point yeah. I wow. had played for, I think an audience of maybe 500 at most. <laughs> so you can so imagine- what was that like getting on um, that stage? It was terrifying. Cause I'm just a little, like I was a teen just starting yeah. and exciting at the same time. I was like honored. Um, but I just remember being like, okay, well, I've never experienced this before, so I don't know how this is going to go. And I, I practiced like every day for a month, maybe more leading up to the event. And then I stepped on stage and it, it was just such a liberating feeling and it felt like home. And wow. it was that moment. That was my, my moment for sure where I knew I could do it. And I told myself that if I can... If I can accomplish this moment and be on this stage and these people love what I'm doing, then I know I can do it. So, And it's usually, you know, with a lot of artists, we've noticed it's usually that stage moment where you get up there and you get that feeling and then you get off the stage and you never want that to go away. Oh, yeah. It's so addicting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because a lot have said that that was their moment, that first time in front of a big crowd. Not a, you know, again, little crowds are great because it's more intimate. But it's mm-hmm. that big crowd that you get up there, and then it, that's when you know, okay, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, it's a uh, it's an amazing feeling to feel like you're connecting to all these people, mm-hmm. and and there's mm-hmm. such an energy that you feel that you don't necessarily feel at um, intimate settings. So, um, yeah, it's an addicting feeling, and I feel like that's my purpose as an artist is to bring people joy through my music or my performance Mm -hmm. and and my live performance is really big for me uh because i want to create those moments that that give people that um yeah so yeah it's it feels like that's what fuels my my purpose for sure now on the bigger stages do you find somebody in the audience to kind of focus on because i know some people that's what they do I do. I kind of, I try to move around and see who's, who's like really connecting and, and try to create moments with them. Um, and you just see like who's really in it or they're, you know, singing along or dancing along and you, you kind of create those moments with those, with those audience members. Wow. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Uh, outside of music, I love nature. So I love in the summer times. I mean, we're in winter time now, so I can't do it as much, but, um, I love camping. I love four wheeling. I love just being by the lake. That's where I feel like it's my place to have a breath of fresh air and just, you know, take a moment to get out of the busyness of, of the career sometimes. And, um, I love doing that. Yes, you have to, it's important. And I spend a lot of time with my family. My family means a lot to me. And, um, and then, yeah, just getting together with friends and I'm a bit of a homebody outside of music because <laughs> in music, we're always, you know, in front of people and meeting people and chatting. So it's nice. Yeah. Just to shut off sometimes. And again, you know, <clears throat> with so much going on in this, I think sometimes people get, you know, they have this passion deep inside of them and it's so easy to get burned out because you love doing it so much. And if you're not careful, it'll become that rut that, that you eventually resent. For sure. I I think it's important that any of us with, I mean, someone that's owning a business, it it takes a lot of uh, roles and you have to wear a lot of hats and um, it can get tiring. So it's important that, yeah, we have time in whatever way that is to refresh and then we can come back more inspired. I find it helps with my writing as well. And um, you're giving your best self then. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because you have more to write about then. Yep. Yeah. You have to have experiences. You have to have experiences. Yeah, it's funny because you bring some people on and they're like, this is my hobbies and everything. And you bring other people on, they're like, you know what? My life outside of music is what I write about. Yeah, Yeah, it's so true. And as a writer, I feel like I just soak in my environment. Um, I feel like we as artists, we have to be compassionate, sensitive Mm -hmm. people. Um, so yeah, it's either my own stories or the environment around me, or like I might hear a conversation or my friends are telling me a story. So yeah, I have to be out in the world and taking it all in to be able to write for sure. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do and the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about that because I think it's one of the most glossed over things in the entertainment world, because a lot of people have this belief that if you've got the talent, you'll make it. But there's so much more than that from timing to networking to everything. So let's talk a little bit about the sacrifices and struggles you've had to get through to even to get to where you are today. Yeah, it's it's a definitely a commitment. And if you want to be able to pursue this as a career and have success from it, um, you do have to make those sacrifices. You're not 
you're not necessarily going to be on the same schedule as the rest of the <laughs> nine to five world. Um, <laughs> so like a lot of the times um, I, I feel bad and I'll have to say to my friends, for instance, they might have some important event on a weekend and I'm like, I'm there as long as there's not, you know, a humongous show that comes up yeah. that I have to yeah. take because it's my business. Um, so they understand that. So it feels like we're kind of on the opposite end of what the normal world is. So you have to be willing to sacrifice to be able to do what you love and um, and to treat it like a business because I agree like that we can have so much talent and talent speaks highly, but you have to be able to hone your craft, yeah. um, find mm -hmm. your authentic voice, and then also treat it like a business uh, in order to get those opportunities because um, a lot of people are not necessarily going to be signed overnight and you have to create yeah. this business and get like to they point say Nashville is a 10 year city. Yeah. Oh, it 100 percent is. 100%. <clears throat> and it's probably more than that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the more country music is growing, I feel like the more and more people are coming in uh, for sure. So, yeah, it's, it's around that that mark, though. And I say that to people all the time. And it's like I'm getting success now and it's because of all the work I've had to put in and, and there's blood, sweat and tears and you have your good days, you have your bad days. And it's important to have your emotional support team there just to keep you grounded and mm -hmm. keep you on track. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it takes time. It takes time. But if you and love I believe it, it's worth that's, it. I believe that's the same reason our show is getting the guests that we're getting on now. Cause if we were just a weekly show or we did one interview a week, we would be at a, not, you know, not even a hundred interviews yet. You know, with us being almost 500, people are saying, okay, they're serious. You know, because yeah. very few people can say, I know there's about one or two shows of people we know that's done more than us in two years, but right. very <laughs> few have done 500 in two years. Yeah, well, and I think what you're doing is, is perfect for that, especially on the online world, because the more you're able to give, the more people are going to see it. And we know there's algorithms and it's important to the algorithms that you keep giving them content. And like you say, it's important um, because the business will see that you're serious and you can see that the people and the quality that you're getting on the show um, are believing in what you do. And, and that's because you're, you're putting out quality. So that's, that's the key. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> so, you know, we talked a little bit about the struggle sacrifice uh, let's flip the script and go the other way um what are a few moments where you're like wow that happened or wow i got to do that i just need a little sip of water one second oh sure <laughs> absolutely so you're so sorry you said um a few wow moments I, a few wow moments so yeah so i would say during the pandemic um one of the biggest things was releasing my song free and oh, wow. um having over 500,000 streams on that was mind blowing to me wow. and, and the most success I've had. And, um, during a time which was really unknown and I didn't know what was going to mm -hmm. happen from it. And then from that, I had so many other firsts that I've been working so hard to, to hopefully be able to reach someday. And that was to be nominated for multi awards, to play on award show stages, um, to hear people's stories and how they connect to my music and, um, yeah, just, it keeps opening up all these different doors. It's a bit of a snowball effect. And I, I, they always say it's that one song that can make a huge difference, but yep. it's all, it's all the work you put into it. And if that song hits, then yeah, there's a bit of a snowball. And it's a lot of songs that you put in that didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden that one comes. Exactly. So now because that one did so well, and I've had so much support with that one. Now the music that I'm continuing to put out is connecting with all different audiences and it's creating all these other opportunities and 
Um, yeah, I've had amazing support from Apple Music, which is, as an independent, is not easy to, to get on to. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's uh, all seems like a dream come true. And it's really nice because it feels like when you work for it, all these things that are happening, the payoff feels even bigger. Wow. And it's way more rewarding. Most definitely. Yeah. We, we definitely understand that because, you know, we're chasing the same that. dream you are, just a different platform. Different. You know, we want to be the Bobby Bones, the Kelly Clarkson show and all that. You know, so, yeah. so we're chasing that dream just like you are. Yep. And I believe you will. You'll you'll get there, too. <laughs> we're we rising together. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, yes, you, you yeah. always hear like uh, the big country stars, the Hollywood stars and all the different stars mm -hmm. where they were kind of rising together and then and they chit chat later on and like you and, and you see that they become really good friends oh, yes. it's really cool that when you see that happen and then we and we've got people like that we know too like you know and we're like you know what one day we'll all be chit chatting about all and remember yes. when we began exactly. <laughs> and then when they began and you know it'll be cool well and it feels like when you start that way too it's like you get to build this music family compared to <laughs> if you were just signed at a young age or, or you, you got something that happened so early when you're just starting, um, yeah. because you don't get to build those relationships the same way. Yeah. Well, that's true. So you're yeah, going to perform a song for us, right? Yeah. So what's I have the Dave, first song? Dave, my guitar player is going to come join me. So awesome. <coughs> welcome to the show, Dave. Hello everybody. Yeah. Yes. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> we're in his uh, home studio today. Oh, wow. So, oh, cool. We're going to play, it was my uh, previous winter single, and uh, yeah. this one, you were speaking about, we were speaking about Nashville earlier, and I saw one of your other podcasts that you two are looking at moving to Nashville, which yep. I we are. totally think you should, and I'm looking at it as well, just because it's where all of our peers are, like-minded people. So on one of these trips to Nashville, um, I normally do it as a road trip, and there was a group mm -hmm. of songwriters, mm -hmm. and... <laughs> And uh, one of the songwriters in the car, his name is Daryl Scott from my hometown. And he mentioned this title, Wind Down, to me. And immediately yeah. was like, You knew that was a song. That That's it. a song we have to write together. So I said, we, we all went our separate ways, but I said, you know what? Like, you save that one for me. We'll write it. And it was at the end of our trip that we got together with Joey Green, who was on The Voice. And he's from Texas, done amazing things. And... Uh, it was just an instant chemistry between the three of us. The song feels like it, it wrote itself pretty quickly. And uh, we really wanted to play on the words of winding down with a good glass of wine and just shutting <laughs> off the noise and, and uh, two people being together and just being there together. And, um, oh, and I th think the message of this has been really important just because I know myself as I get attached to my phone and it's important we shut off the noise and just mm -hmm. be with the one we love. So this is wind down for the wine lovers out there. Awesome. Floor is yours. Yes. Baby, I know you had plans for us, but tonight we don't need all the rush. We can just stay here with the lights down low. We've been working way too hard, spend too much time apart. Just need you close to me right now. Let's wind down. Kisses, California air right off my Take some time. Some help. 
fingertips down to my hips Cause I don't wanna paint this chair right now Baby, I just wanna wind down Glass of Cabernet, like the one we had on our first date. When we shut down the bar, and I gave you my heart. This way we make all the rules. No one sees us act like fools, getting punched drunk with this So we can't get nothing. Some time, some hell Run your fingertips down to my hips Cause I don't wanna paint this town right now Baby, I just wanna wind down people they see you as the front person but they don't see the team behind you in our opinion the teams never get the love they deserve no they never do so if you want to take a few moments is to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are yeah it's been a growing team um and i've had uh, different members over the years but I, I i feel like we've really come into a solid team and um and just it's it's all about finding the right people that believe in what you're doing and 100% are, are on board and um, want to help take it to the step further. And, and like we were saying earlier, rise together. And um, I have a great publicist, Jasper, who you both know. And uh, I work with Dan Swinomer quite a bit. 
um, who has produced a, a few songs on this EP and um, Paul Chateau, David Wills, who are producer duo team as well and uh, have been helping me with a whole bunch of other sides of, of the career. So it's, um, it's yeah, a great team that I'm super proud of and um, really helping me to get to new, to new steps. And it's so important to have that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host. Yes, we do. Our nine-year-old that we let uh-huh. come on. And yes. ask, he has a few questions. Christopher. So Sandy's going to go oh, get him. Oh, yes. nice. And we've got a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show, too. Oh, we I are a family that. affair. <laughs> I love that so much. I was um I was watching your interview with Brian from the Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. earlier today, too. And I love that he had his family on there, too. That's that's nice. Yeah, I remember you know, when we first got that one booked, um, they asked, would, would would it be okay if they came out? Oh, yeah. Why not? You know, we're a family show. We love that. You know, in fact, when we reach out to people that – have family you always tell them you know you can bring your wife on you bring your husband on you know because we you know we in fact sometimes that becomes even more interesting exactly it makes it more of a casual setting which i love so i yep. you don't see that very often hello christopher hi alisa what's it very food pardon sorry i missed what you said there uh what's it very food my favorite food. I love, not going to lie, I feel like, Christopher, you might agree with this. Um, my favorite food is pizza, and I love spaghetti, too. Because what's yours? Uh, mine is pizza. <laughs> there you go. I yeah. knew it. <laughs> what's your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show. I'm a, I, I'm a big Netflix and Amazon Prime person, so I'm, like, switching back and forth. There's... um. Oh, what one am I watching? I can't remember what it's called now. It's it's a brand new one that just came out on uh, Amazon Prime. It's something time. Um, what is that called now? I can't think of what it's called. What? I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. But that it's a new one that I've just started. Oh wow! And what's yours? My SpongeBob. Oh yeah, SpongeBob is awesome. Yes. <laughs> and you know, it's been great because we bring on actors and artists that we've been able to, you know, he watches a lot of Disney and Nickelodeon shows now. And because of that, we've been able to bring quite a bit of people from his shows on, which has been cool for him. Wow. That is very cool. You're not going to see the shows the same if you get, that's pretty cool. <laughs> What's funny is, you know, this is normal to him. You know, he don't realize he'll realize when he's 14, 15, 16 years old that okay, this is something <laughs> special. You know, not yeah. everybody can do this. For sure. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? I love Lord of the Rings. That's in my top. I, I feel like I have like top ten movies. That's in my top. Oh wow. What's yours? My Minions movie. Nice. Nice. Well, they built a great brand because even little Caitlin, she loves minions. Yeah, the little minions are so cute. <laughs> Bye, thanks. Bye, nice to meet you. <laughs> he, he definitely loves to be on the show and all that. I love that. Now you've got another song you're going to perform for us, right? Yes, we are. I think uh, Dave's just getting set up there. Um, again, I'm just going to take a little sip. Um, so this one is all about inclusivity, which I love uh, the message of this one. And we yeah. just filmed a, a music video for it, and I'm super excited for that to come out in the new year. And I'm with sick. TikTok being such a popular thing these days and oh, dance, mm-hmm. um, we yes. incorporated some of that into it, which oh, wow. is super fun. Um, 
I used to dance and jazz and hip hop and uh, tap when I was younger and I haven't been able to show that side of me. So we did that in the video. And um, yeah, this one's just all about a party and having a drink with somebody and, and just not having any of those biases and, and just realizing we're all people. And you know, uh, back in my day, I was the MC hammer man. Yeah. Oh, you did those dances. <laughs> yeah. MC, yeah, that was a good dance. Vanilla Ice. And Running yes. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see that these trending dances are coming back. It's cool. Yeah, I noticed yeah. everything you see on TikTok. I'm like, all of this was done in our day. I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, this one is just, yeah, about having that drink with somebody and not having the bias. And, um, yeah. And yeah, we're just all people and we all want the same things yeah. in life and that's just to be happy. So this is jeans, like G-E-N-E-S, jeans, like your uh, mama okay. and your daddy Four gave you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got no need to dress to in place Cause we're all a heart for drinks with you pools with shallow water us getting judged by covers that just ain't how we're made oh, oh hey baby don't you change your thing round here we're all the same got the good times falling through our veins don't love you for your moonshine fine wine 4150 or a Chevy Bob Sunday best of ribs and we are gonna love you for your jeans, your jeans. We can't be chased in some bad. Tears and face look better with age. A caring heart looks good on everyone. Just like those final ones Hey, baby, don't you change your thing Round here we're all the same Got the good times flowing through our veins Don't love you for your moonshine Fine word For 150 or a Chevy vibe Sunday best are ripped in a week Gonna love you for your dreams oh, yeah. Don't care about blue Pray to it night. Don't matter who you are, we're together on this ride. Hey, don't change a thing. It's all the same. Got the good times falling through our veins. Don't love you for your moonshine. Find what? 4150 or a Chevy Bob. Sunday best to rip 10 a week. I'm gonna love you for your Jeans. Gonna love you for, gonna love you for, gonna love you for. Love it. Wow. Thank really you. Great song. Yes. Great Thank song. you so much. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> so, what are some sources of inspiration for you? My sources of inspiration, I've always looked up to artists like 
Shania Twain, Garth Brooks. Oh, I yeah. feel like they changed the country music scene. Yep. They um, definitely did. And always like, I, I feel like put an importance on their live show. And our wedding song was Shania's. Oh, yes. yes. From, from this, this moment. moment. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Love. That's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. And just, I love like with, with Shania Twain that she came out so confident and and she at the time was definitely not your traditional country which is interesting because now we listen right. to it and it sounds way more country than a lot of the stuff we're because hearing her about. and faith were just dominant back then they yes were. and i and i love that because we've kind of been lacking uh on the female country voices mm -hmm. in the scene for a little while and it's nice to see yeah. that it is starting to come out again um yes. and i feel like uh it's just, yeah, a part of like owning who you are as an artist and then sending out messages that connect with a bigger audience. And I feel like she's been a big inspiration that way. Um, and I just want to be able to create music that connects with a larger audience. And I feel like we've really been able to do that with this current stuff. Oh, yes. Tell us a little bit about your newest EP, Free, and some of the songs on there. Yeah, so it's called Free. Um, based off the first title track that I released. And it's just all about, I guess, the, the messages of the entire album are about celebration, um, being who you are. Um, being also, free. Being free. And, and yeah. that's uh, messages to many people, but also to me as an artist, I feel like I'm at this point where I feel like I'm a little more free and liberated to share these different sides of me um, as an artist and to not be afraid to be outside the box a little bit. Oh, yeah. Love that. And what would you like for your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be known and remembered for? That's a great question. I've never been asked that question before. <laughs> um, I would love to be known for just, you know, being down to earth. And when people talk to me, they feel like I could be their next door neighbor and, um, and that I'm a kind person. I, I think that's the biggest thing is how people how you impact people and how if yes. they're going to remember you for not necessarily numbers or material things, but who you are as a person. Yes, absolutely. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? I'd want to say thank you so much for being on my journey. And it's because of you that I'm now having all these amazing opportunities. And uh, thank you for listening and, and rooting for me and being there for the ride. Love that. So if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? So one of my favorite songwriters in the scene right now um, that I would love to co-write with, and I, I feel like it could happen in the next year or two. You never know. Um, her name is Natalie Hemby. I saw her at Tim Pan South a couple of years ago, and she mm -hmm. works with so many talented artists. And I think we would get along really, really well as songwriters. Um, and then, of course, I have, yeah, my dream artists like Dolly Parton Brooks, <laughs> oh, and Shania Twain. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <clears throat> so this probably has a thousand answers, but just think of the first thing that pops in your head or, like, or first couple that pops in your head. But yes. what's a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? Uh, the one that I've always had a special connection to is I Will Always Love You, uh, written by Dolly Parton. Um, beautiful song. It's such a beautiful song. And at a really young age, I remember hearing it for the very first time. It was actually because I was was young, I was relating to this version. And it was mm -hmm. Leanne Rimes, who was oh, 12 or 13 no, when she yeah. sang it mm -hmm. at, the, at the time. And I just remember being so connected to it. And just, I guess, at a point in my life where my parents were going through a separation. And I, that was my moment where I was like, okay, 
music is is an outlet for me and that was kind and... of the song that really took leanne off oh yeah she did such a beautiful <clears throat> version of it and yeah it's just such a well-written song and dolly just nailed it <laughs> so um now i forgot where i was going to go but back in 2015 we we interviewed kelsey ballerini oh, yes and um one of the questions i asked her was where she wanted to be in five years and i always like to um tell this story before i ask the guests that same question because the answer she gave us back then is to the t of what she's living now so it's that's so cool she knew where she, she was had going. it, all planned it was out. almost planned out yeah. but it, yeah. she was there was she had tunnel vision mm -hmm. so knowing that where do you want to be in five years yeah, I would love to be able to cross into um, other markets. Um, right now, I'm Canada-based, and mm. I do some things mm. in Nashville, but I would love to start become uh, known as a Nashville artist and then be able to do more international tours. I think that would be so much fun. And also just reaching an even bigger audience with my music other than the online platforms, which I'm already doing, but it would be nice to uh, connect to even more radio stations mm. and... And also just to continue building my team. Um, we have a strong team now, but I feel like there's room for even more. And if we have more people supporting it, we can make this thing go even bigger. So those are like my three main things. Wow. Now let's look further down the road. Let's look 15 years down the road. And let's say you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're there. Mm -hmm. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? I love that. I would just say um, amazing job for sticking with it and for always being true to who you are and, um, and also always believing in yourself because there's a ton of people that could say no in this industry, but you didn't let that stop you. You love how I flipped that question? I do. I love that. <laughs> and some people miss the flip. Yeah, some that, people yeah. still see, because some people hear it as what you would tell your past. Your past self, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, thinking about my future self and looking back. And yeah, also, at that point in my career, too, I imagine, I, I always say this, too, because I've had to learn so much about the business and I've I've had to learn how to have a passion for it or I, I've grown into having a passion for yeah. it. I also would love to start my own label and oh, wow. uh, be able to mentor younger upcoming artists too. That makes a lot of sense it for does. what you do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that'd be so fun. <clears throat> so um, what's, um, what's next for you? What is next? So my song that I played jeans is coming out in the new year. We're going to take that to radio. Um, we're already getting some amazing traction on it. So oh, wow. that's, that's always a cool thing when you know that people are behind it before you yeah. go to radio. Um, and then we'll have the music video come out. We'll also have um, a bunch of shows booked for the summertime. And I will be making another trip to Nashville to connect with friends there and do a bunch of songwriting because I'm already looking at recording new music. Um, oh. And yeah, and we're looking at building the team more. So over the next year, we should see that too. So what was Nashville like that very first time you stepped foot there? Um, it was not what I expected. I feel like when you're a kid, which is a good thing, it's, a, it's yeah. better than I expected. Because when I was a kid, I was like, oh, Nashville, it's going to be like all glitz and glam and lights because it's all of the, the best stars that we've seen right. come out of Nashville. So and I was just a teen. So then when I showed up, it was very humble. And I love that. And it was um, mm -hmm. we recorded my very first album out of 
a house in Nashville, which is pretty common now. We see this all the time. But at the time, mm-hmm. it was only big studios were recording. And, and this was just a tiny little house that was built into a studio. And it was everybody was a family there. Everybody was so welcoming. So it just felt really down to earth, which I love. And even from the time that I started to now, Nashville has changed so much. It's uh, <coughs> The evolution has changed quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I've always loved that, that it's, it's just down to earth people and, and everybody is willing to help each other out, um, in a authentic, genuine way. What's funny is this year was our first year. We've been to Nashville four times this year and, and our very first trip this year, which is the first time we ever been. Christopher got a cool story. You know, little Chris, we, we, we were walking along, um, the road, almost to Broadway. And we're in first front, time first ever. time ever We've never we're, been to Broadway. we're in front of honky tonk mm-hmm. central and this and apparently the drummer in honky tonk central told somebody to give little chris this drumstick because he they saw he was so mesmerized they, by the music and so, oh, so they walk out yeah. give him a drumstick but and so we we thought oh that was cool but we didn't realize what was about to happen next so we crossed the street and we're in front of now we're listening to the music. And I love how they have the windows where you, you don't have to go in. You can listen right there from the sidewalk and stuff. Yeah. So we're on the sidewalk and we're listening to who, whoever was playing that night at the Dirk Bentley's row. And the woman was like singing. She she looked back and she saw little Chris with this drumstick Standing in his Standing there watching the music. So she jumps down and says, how would you like to play drums with us for a song? Oh my goodness! And so he, they pulled him him through through the the window, window, put him on stage, and had him play with Summer of '69 with them. Oh my gosh! So and the crowd there, packed house, cheering for us. Needless to say, we we couldn't unsell Nashville with him after that. Oh, totally. And how old was he when that happened? He's Still, nine. He's nine. Oh, I mean, it was this year. This year. Yeah. Oh, this wow. Year, yeah. Nine years old. So, got to play abroad. So, if he ever so becomes cool. a big drummer, he'll be able to have that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the moment I knew I was going to become a drummer. Because yeah. now he wants us to get him drums. I'm like, he okay, does. we'll move to Nashville and then we'll get you drums so we can get yes. lessons and all yes. that. Yes. Yeah. He needs a drum room, though, so that you oh, know, yeah. he oh, can yeah. fill it up. I love so, that. So um, tell everybody how they can find you as we close yeah. out. So they can find me at my website, elisesaunders.com. That's the main hub that connects you to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I'm on all of the social platforms, and they can find my music on anywhere they listen to music, like Apple Music or Amazon or you know Spotify, any of those. And uh, I hope that they'll follow and that we can stay in touch and that I get to meet them at a show. And I like to end the show the same way I do on every one. Yes. If you had a friend of yours that felt called to music, they just they just knew this was what they're supposed to do with their life. Played a few shows, so they're still getting their feet wet um, within the entertainment world. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them next few years? I think that the one of the best thing is is to like I said earlier, just to really hone who you are before you make any big financial investments. Really mm-hmm. figure out who you are as an artist, what kind of messages you want to put out there, hone your skills as an artist, uh, figure out the business, and then align yourself with with genuine people um, to help guide you. And uh, and then, yeah, put in the work and work for it. If you love what you do, work for it. Love that. So as we close out, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. Yes, and we, we look did. forward to having you back. Yes. 
I look forward to coming back. And thank you so much, Chris and Sandy, for this platform and inviting me on. I've really enjoyed this chat with you. It was definitely a pleasure. Oh, we did as well. This was 